G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, one of Australia's most significant Christian leaders is stepping down after 15 years, serving Australia's largest humanitarian organisation, World Vision Australia. The Reverend Tim Costello, World Vision's Chief Advocate, has announced his decision to resign. Back in 2016, you might recall, he moved into the role of Chief Advocate and welcomed the incoming CEO, Claire Rogers. Well, Tim Costello is joining us. Hello, Tim. Welcome along to 2020. A delight to be with you. Tim, you're only 64 years old. This is a little bit too young to be (laughs) planning to put your feet up and uh, maybe walk on the beach. What are your plans from here? (laughs) Well, I'm going to continue... um Heading up MICA as the executive director. MICA Australia is the church's faith-based organisation's approach to aid and poverty. Uh, there'll be an announcement in a week about another role I, I am taking in the Christian sphere. And um, I might even be saying the odd word or two about gambling still, Neil. So you're right, not, not exactly putting my feet up. Well, these things that have driven you for so long as passions, they do follow you around, don't they? It doesn't matter what hat you might be wearing, who you might be representing when you are passionate, say, on the issues of gambling reform or uh, those issues that Micah Australia works at. Uh, It wouldn't matter if you were getting out of everything. We'd be still asking you for a comment. (laughs) Well, that's very gratifying. I hope I'm not just dial a quote, but... um Look, I've tried to lead World Vision from faith. Um, faith that says with uh, our leadership team and staff, um, we go to the hardest places. We're first in, last out. We believe in miracles. We believe God is still sovereign, that God loves people whose names we don't know and who would be invisible because we don't think they're our responsibility, but they're children of God. So I've tried to, to lead over 15 years from faith. Of course, issues of global poverty are not going away and World Vision, no doubt, will be continuing to be involved wherever there are opportunities there. You're leaving World Vision, of course, in the hands of CEO Claire Rogers. Uh, Are you confident that things will go smoothly beyond your tenure? Oh, yes. Look, I have always known I'm not uh, uh, indispensable, Um, uh, newsflash, I'm not the Messiah. And the uh, important thing in my faith that has uh, prevented really burnout from some of the terrible situations and scenes that I have personally witnessed is to know this is God's world and God is not given up on this world and God is passionately committed to grace, good news, to justice and mercy. And um, I feel that uh, any organisation that uh, stays true to that calling to walk humbly to love mercy practice justice uh, uh, is part of the work of the reign of god which uh, is good news so yeah i feel very confident 
I recall being a little celebratory when you took the reins uh, at World Vision mm-hmm. back in 2004 because you had those little letters in front of your name, Reverend, Reverend mm-hmm. Tim Costello, and feeling confident that as someone at the helm who holds a deep Christian faith as you have really brought a a whole aura to the organisation that uh, Christianised it. Uh, How do you describe World Vision these days? I mean, uh, and of course now as you're leaving the organisation behind, it started as a Christian organisation. Does it continue to be strong as we knew it in its early days? Look, I I think... um Part of the legacy I'm most proud about is that uh, I, in my early days, really paid attention to what I'd call the secret recipe of World Vision. Um, We've got the Colonel Sanders 11 Herbs and Spices secret recipe. I think that's been going over 80 years. So World Vision's secret recipe going over 70 years is, yes, donor impact. Yes, the money gets there. Yes, the... uh, extraordinary transparency and commitment but their ingredients the real ingredient that uh, i believed and discovered uh, is true in world vision's work around the world is faith christian faith that does believe in a god of miracles uh, christian faith that does believe the good news is for the poor poor spiritually poor in absolute material terms and uh, i have uh, really strongly wanted to lead from that Christian faith and um, trust that legacy will continue. Well, since 2004, when you assumed the role as Chief Executive Officer, of course there have been huge issues, crises, disasters that have happened around the world. As you reflect back on uh, that time with your involvement with World Vision, uh, any of those times stand out as being the times when you've been stretched, called on most to be able to lend leadership to the organisation because of the disasters and the crises? Yeah, look, it's little known that before the Asian tsunami where all of Australia knew I was responding, but I'd gone to my first disaster, Darfur in Sudan, and in the massive refugee camps I met uh, Dinka and Nua, South Sudanese women who had been raped systematically by what we'll call the Janjaweed. And I remember just coming up face-to-face with human evil, with malevolence, with uh, sinfulness, and uh, just being shocked. I mean, as Christians, perhaps we shouldn't be shocked. Uh, the, 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 the only uh, Christian doctrine with real empirical evidence is original sin, Neil. <laughs> we are all sinners. Yep. And that human evil is real, and that's why we need a redeemer. But in Darfur, I uh, really came face to face with that. And uh, I think that uh, first um, humanitarian crisis uh, before the Boxing Day tsunami in 2004-05 was uh, the the setting of the mould for me to understand that this isn't just about technical development, another well, another health clinic or school. This is about human hearts and confronting human hearts that, uh, if they're not changed and transformed, uh, can go on practising evil. There's a challenge always, isn't there, when there is a disaster and there's a call for Australians to respond. 
as to which one of those organisations will be front of mind when you decide to give a donation. How are you feeling about the profile of World Vision today? Is it is it that organisation that people are instantly thinking, yes, it's World Vision who can get in there and I'm going to give my donation? How do you feel about the profile of the organisation? Oh, look, I think the profile's um, in, in, in still in very good standing. Um, look, at one level, um, this might sound odd to your listeners, but at one level... It doesn't worry me as much as people may think uh, the brand and name and who gets the dollars. Um, I like to say, Neil, there's enough poverty to go around for all of us. Sadly, far too much poverty to go around for all of us. So um, um, listeners may be surprised to hear that in the field, uh, World Vision with other aid agencies collaborates very, very closely. It's the need, the humanitarian need. And uh, uh, we share um, specialties, resources to respond in the most coherent way to that need. So um, it's always good that World Vision has great profile and people go to it and give and are trusted. But at the end of the day, that's not the measure. The measure is the human need, the response, the looking into the eyes of people who think God has abandoned them and saying, no, this God loves you, knows your name. This God uh, has sent me and I know your name and I'm looking into your eyes. You're not invisible. You're a child of God. So that for me is what the real impact is all about now. It's always a battle, isn't it, to keep issues of poverty in the sights of Australians because we're distracted on so many different levels. Just keeping the idea of children and uh, poverty and uh, those who are living under uh, dreadful regimes, as you were describing. Uh, Tim, are Aussies doing enough uh, to remind ourselves and be reminded by the likes of yourself about the need that is there that we need to respond to? Look, there are many wonderful Aussies giving sacrificially who I uh, just admire so much. But generally, I do think right around the world in Western nations, there's been a turning inwards, a sense of we're just going to look after ourselves, even victimhood uh, from the middle classes, upper middle classes think they're poor, they're doing it hard. Uh, Look, Australians are still, notwithstanding uh, domestic poverty challenges here, we're still the third richest nation per capita on earth. Uh, in one of the richest times in history, uh, to keep perspective and say we're blessed and I can, out of being, being blessed, be a blessing to others. I can change lives, save lives, give hope. Uh, that, that perspective uh, comes from gratitude, that uh, um, I am grateful that I live in this country and uh, I'm grateful that I can make a difference to people who did nothing wrong. They were thrown up on the wrong stage of life. They drew, if you like, the last ticket in the lottery of latitude uh, where there's, they've been cursed by war, by sometimes massive corruption of leaders, by uh, um, uh, natural disasters. Um, I think Australians keeping perspective uh, is really, really important because when you turn inwards, empathy evaporates, giving evaporates, the sense of almost resentment that uh, I don't, I'm not responsible for anyone else and I don't have to give. That's it. At the end of the day, that's bad for our own emotional, spiritual uh, well-being. Um, 
it uh, turns us inwards, even on ourselves. So uh, keeping perspective is everything now. Perspective is so important, and this is not the last time we're going to be talking. In fact, as I mentioned a little earlier, you're continuing on. You're wearing a number of hats. Uh, You're continuing as an advocate for social justice, as chair of the Community Council of Australia, director of the Alliance for Gambling Reform, and executive director of MICA Australia. Uh, The Reverend Tim Costello, World Vision's chief advocate, who's announced his decision to resign. Uh, It's in good hands. The CEO, Claire Rogers, uh, now leading the organisation. Tim Costello, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you. It's been a wonderful innings. I may not have made a ton, but I'm going to call it a half century now. Okay. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.